Unite Wedding Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode number 71. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Neil, what's up? Hello, hello. Hey. Good to be back. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed the last episode. That's okay. I got sidetracked. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Ferrara did well. Um, yeah, I have to listen to it. I'm, I yeah. have to sit down and listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was actually like a really good com- conversation. See, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear how easily replaceable <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But it was so, it was like one of those in-depth ones oh, okay. because it was all about contracts. Uh-huh. And uh, there, was, there was a lot. We like went through our contracts and all that. And uh, Jimmy sent me a message the other day uh-huh. that I guess there's a podcast called Photo Bomb. Okay. And... Uh, they know Jimmy and Jimmy was a guest on their show mm. at some time point back and they listened to the episode and they had good things to say mh-hmm. um about it and the show. Oh. And fantastic. so thanks Photobomb people. Yeah, thanks, uh guys. we will uh I, they, well from what I heard of them they were super interesting to listen to and very funny as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh they said our show isn't very funny um because <laughs> they are they actually are very funny. Okay. Um but they like the content of our show. Uh, so okay. Oh, um, yeah, step it up then. Yeah, and maybe they, maybe those guys should step up their content, you know? Because <laughs> I, think, I think we're at least a little funny, you know, a little funny, right? And I'm sure they have a little maybe, content, yeah, right? Yeah. So maybe we can do a swap, meet somewhere in the middle. Or, hey, that's what keeps us us, and that's what keeps them them, yeah. right? So maybe we should just do our own thing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Photobomb people. Listeners, you should check out the podcast, Photobomb. Um, okay. Uh, so... Neil, uh, uh, yeah. there's you know we're, there's a lot going on. Yeah, uh, yeah it, sure is. It's uh, still wedding season. Uh, uh-huh. You're here in my new house. I am. Um, I am beautiful house. And yeah. uh, you know, back in Buffalo, yeah. and it's good. And it's good to see you. We're yeah, in person to today. You. Yes, we are. Um, Neil, <clears throat> uh, what's been going on? Well, it's November, November third, right now, mm-hmm. and October is over. That's yes. all I have to say. Okay. Uh, I, October was was our by far our busiest month of the year. Yeah. Uh, we we took everything on because, like I said in the past, is um, our, our season was kind of like all scattered throughout, and we just kind of combined like an entire season into one month. Yes. We took on every single job humanly possible. Yes. We had shoots, multiple shoots every day. Um, weddings, pretty much double weddings every weekend. Yes. And I, I even took a, a, a commercial job, uh, which I shouldn't have, but I did. And I completed it. Yes. And that's the reason why I wasn't on, on last episode. Um, it, that kind of took over a lot. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm also buying a house, and we are losing a big chunk of our savings, and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, if we do this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. We're not really going to lose much, so we. So I, I think I only slept like not even a hundred hours in in the month of October. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, and that's even. I don't yeah. even think it's that much, <laughs> um, but now I'm trying to catch up on my sleep and and feel like a human being again yes. because when when I wasn't shooting, I was editing and mm-hmm. there's all these other things, and we were building our set that we do for Christmas every year. Um, so doing that on top of that, so it, it was it was a crazy month, but it's over. So yeah. it's it's good to be. Uh, you know, sleep again and, and be here with you guys. Yeah. Again. So, sleep, sleep yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, it's, I think, I think for our neck of the woods now, like I think the fall is absolutely the busiest 
time of year. Mm-hmm. Like more weddings happen now than they do in like May and June. Like if you take May and June mm-hmm. and compare May and June to like um, you know September October, I th- no question. September October yeah. is way busier. Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, we're, and but now we're, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I've got I've got uh, three left, and then mm-hmm. and then. And then that's it. And no, and now I have no more doubles. The last time I said I had no more doubles, I thought I had no more doubles. And then I got like a last minute Friday wedding. It was smaller, thing, yeah, but yeah. it was, you know. Oh, nice. So good for you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. But, you know, <laughs> I love, I love my job, but I'm, yeah. I'm ready for January 1st because mm-hmm. it really doesn't end until, until all, until all the photos are out by Christmas. I know. And I'm know. still at that six week mark. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, the wedding I'm delivering right now, or I just emailed my clients today, like I'll have it out to them on Monday is like they had a Saturday wedding. So I'm like two days over six weeks on turnaround. I think that's fine. I think yeah. as, especially this time of year, I think as long as you keep it under eight weeks, Yes, I, I think, yeah. for, I mean, for me personally, yeah. that's... And actually this is, I am better now mm-hmm. because I don't post anything at all. Um, now Gosh, I'm, I'm falling behind. I'm posting too, yeah. but you don't know, but you're on top of it. I, I don't, uh, I, I post one photo every other month. That's literally okay, what I post okay, now. It's bad. bad. It's bad. But I feel like I'm bad yeah. because no, you know, I, I worked at like weddings three weeks ago and they haven't seen any pictures yet. Yeah. And I feel like I'm dropping the ball, yeah. but I'm not because I'm keeping on top yeah. of everything. No, but, you're good. You know. You're good. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I just don't <laughs> post anything. And, and, I, but I will say, like it does, it hasn't impacted my business mm-hmm. at all. And is there I, a reason and, for that? Because I, I, there's times where I realize that there's there's moments where I'm like really social on social media, yes. and then all of a sudden, I, I do nothing for like a week or two. Like yeah. I, I post nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you feel this. Like, sometimes like I sometimes do. Sometimes I just feel not antisocial, but yeah, sometimes I just don't pay don't pay attention. Totally. Or, you know, life kind of takes over. And- yeah, no, totally. And and that's the, that's the kind of thing, I guess, where I'm at, where I used to be more like, I would post, I would feel real bad about myself if I didn't post like one or two photos a week. Yeah. And it would be rare that I wouldn't, you know, and I usually would. And now I'm kind of like, I, it's the, the, it's more normal for me to not post anything and it's like that 25 percent of the time is when i actually do mm-hmm. but i but it hasn't impacted my business at all i used to post the blog posts and my top 10 shots from every wedding mm-hmm. and like i would do like these highlight galleries and spend all this time on these like individual photos and now i'm more about delivering the best. an overall wedding mm-hmm. itself you know I mean, i'm not spending oh, okay. as much detail you know on individual shots i still am mm-hmm. you know on on the shots that matter and stuff like that but it's like more like when i want to and it's not like i don't have like a set number that i'm you know delivering and it doesn't matter like the clients i think it's a better it looks it's about their wedding day and their connection and their emotion and it's it's easier for me to edit that way i'm not mm-hmm. i was so much time like i would spend like hours and hours you know picking those shots for the blog post posting on the blog post picking sl- certain shots that i was going to post and then i would I'm somebody that really hems and haws about what I'm going to post and why I'm going to post it and, and making it look perfect. I've spent so much time doing that. And now I feel like I've got part of my life back and it hasn't changed my business yet, Mm -hmm. but I am still worried about it in the back of my mind. Like, Hey, will this be a problem? But right Mm -hmm. now I'm still booking as I normally would. Mm -hmm. And if I can get away with continuing to just post the way I've been posting, that is exactly what I'm going to do. Um, until, (laughs) 
you know, I don't know, you know, but I still plan on like, I'll do my, like the year in review post mm. and all that. Um, but I don't know. I, at the same time, when I'm not posting and I see other people that are, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should be posting more. Uh, maybe it'd be a problem if I don't post. Does it, do, I, do I look like I exist anymore? You know, um, or maybe am I getting different kinds of clients that that aren't into social media? Yeah, and sometimes you have those too. clients that just aren't on social media. They don't follow you. They don't know who you are mm-hmm. on, on social media. And maybe those are clients that I'm cool with having because yeah. they don't follow that stuff anyway and whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's the other thing too. Like I'll only post if they follow me on social media. So if they don't oh, follow okay. me on social media, I just won't even bother posting. Usually. Yeah, because usually. you get less traffic that way. You exactly. Know, if you can't tag someone. Then, exactly. You know, just. Exactly. So I'll only. your followers that are. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so like, like that's a little social media tip for people is like, if they're not following you on Facebook and you know they're not, then you're going to get fewer likes because their friends aren't going to see it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to pick up that residual, you know, the residual likes and all that stuff. So I still will. Like if they do follow me and they friend me and they take another time to friend me and they, you know, I'll sometimes do a sneak peek, especially if they ask, you know, and then tag them in it. But only if that's the situation. And, and I have posted a couple photos recently that were just mine, um, that I wasn't able to tag them in. And Mm -hmm. I think maybe I got like 50 likes on those, but, but it doesn't, you know, you, whereas opposed to you're getting easily a hundred, 200, 300 likes when yeah. it's, they have friends on there and it's like, it makes a difference. I feel like when people are looking at your oh, stuff, you know, yeah. and so that's where you just go to Instagram and just hashtag like crazy just to get some, make, right. make yourself feel better with those, uh, with those, uh, likes and stuff. So. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you've been up to. But no, it's okay. We've been it's a free form open conversation yeah. again. I think yes, it's good it information yeah. for listeners. Definitely. And that's and that's cool cuz whatever. Yeah. So, um I've been up to uh I'm actually playing a wedding today. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not shooting the wedding. Yeah. I'm playing the wedding. I actually want to with my fingers. I actually want to go to this wedding. Yeah. I, with my hands <laughs> on a on a piano nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So, I used to be a music teacher, but I was never a pianist. You know, like I was a I was a choral director, you mm-hmm. know. And so I could like fake my way through stuff, mm-hmm. but not a pianist. And um but my um my fiance mm-hmm. uh congratulations. Thank That's you. news. Yay. Yeah. Um this is this is the girl, you know. Yeah. And she's she's the one. She's man. awesome. She's yeah. she's a wonderful person. So, so very happy for you. Thank you, man. Um so my fiance is a violinist and uh very talented. Yeah, very way. very talented. And uh and the uh pianist that originally was scheduled to perform today mm-hmm. uh apparently got sick um overseas mm-hmm. and contracted some kind of some eye disease or something like that where he's not able to you doesn't have vision in one eye or something like that oh, and they won't even let wow. him fly really yeah because it's could be contagious or something like that so he's in greece apparently okay uh so i'm going to last minute be filling in for him um and i kind of like learn the music and that's gonna be happening soon okay. so i'm playing piano wow. i've never never knew that i, I was not a pianist and, but now I'm playing piano piano weddings, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can get, yeah. I'm, I'm decent. Yeah, you are. I'm just not. I've heard you play. I'm just, I can fake things. Mm-hmm. I'm just not like if I actually have to learn the music and learn the actual written notes, it takes me a lot of time to do that. But, you know, for, to people listening, it'll just sound, no, you know, nobody will really, nobody really knows when you fake piano. People that are musicians know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, it'll be good. And then I'll be singing some church hymns, you know, really? like all that oh. stuff. Yeah. 
Very yeah, it's good. part of the part of the gig, you know? <laughs> like background, background. Thing? No, or? you know, like the Celtic Alleluia. Oh, okay. Alleluia. Oh, you know, so, so that'll be me today. That the, the kind singing of songs and playing that are, that are stuck in my head after a wedding, pretty much. Yeah, all those right? songs. Yeah. Those are the ones. I'm, those are the ones I'll be doing. Um, so that's what's going on uh, wedding tomorrow. And oh, I think I sent you this wedding. Did you? Yeah, I think so. Um, I know it was a November one because we had to turn away because of our Christmas stuff. Not this fourth, but the one okay. on the eleventh. Oh, the eleventh. The eleventh yes. is the one you sent out. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't even know what day today is. Yes. So that's 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 why. Yes, <laughs> but so the eleventh one that you sent me. This we're uh-huh. getting kind of personal on this one, but why not? Okay. You know. Yeah. But the one that you sent me on the eleventh um, actually is um, my fiance's, uh, her cousins. Did I tell you that story? Oh, no. So, oh. so ladies and gentlemen, Neil sent me this wedding, okay, like, really? like a while ago. And the couple booked me when mm-hmm. I was out in Rochester. Good, good. And uh, then I started, um, you know, Kristen and I have been together for just over a year now, and I just proposed over a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but they booked me prior to that. Okay. And so I had an engagement shoot ah. set up with this couple. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned the couple's name, and I was like, hey, you know, Kristen, you can come and, you know, help me out on the shoot if you want to, because it was like on a Sunday. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. Well, I'll help you out. I was like, what's a couple's names? And I mentioned the couple's names. And they're like, those are my cousins. <laughs> so, um, or one of her cousins. You well, know? well yeah. she's Italian, right? So she's... She exactly. Has, she so, has like so somehow everybody's related. 200 cousins, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so yeah, so... so they're, wow, small world. Yeah, it is a small world. And so... Um, so it, 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 Kristen's now going to be playing violin at their mm-hmm. wedding and everything like that. So it's interesting <laughs> how all those affair. yeah relationships work and all that. Oh, so. Fantastic. Well, um, good thing good thing I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's that's the basic update. There's more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just you, you looked at the smart home stuff. You know. Yeah. Smart home stuff is cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I'm won't impressed. I won't say her name now, but you know the Amazon <laughs> thing. Everybody, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Alexa. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, like you can go into any room in the house now and it'll, you know, you can turn the the lights red, mm-hmm. green, blue, yeah. even 1%. percentage. As yeah. photographers, it's cool. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, and then the thermostat, you can change the thermostat. Yeah. What temperature do you want? Oh, you just say, you just say, hey, Amazon so-and-so do this. And then they do. And it's incredible. And you can even do it when you're not even at home yeah. from an app, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. We're in the future. It's yeah. it's it's the year 2017. Yeah, it's very impressive stuff. I like it. Yeah, and as photographers playing around with light, how can you go yeah, wrong? Yeah, man. You know? Like I, now, if only they can do our uh, our studio lights and and all that stuff. Yeah. So what would be cool? Like like, but take like the the idea of those LEDs, mm-hmm. um, that change colors on a whim. Like, how cool would it be? You know being able to take that and just changing the color like without even putting the filter on just saying oh, just just like dialing in like something the 900s they're like hey you know i yeah. want a, a red tint on yeah this, on my backlight you know exactly and then you just you just dial it over badass. yeah and i think maybe that does exist but i haven't really looked into it yet but the output is not going to be obviously as strong right i'm curious about that if anybody knows about multicolored leds for photographers that have a good output um, do you oh, use something? Have you heard of something? <laughs> yeah. Just buy a couple of up lights and, uh, yeah. and point them right at the couple or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so it's cool hmm. stuff. It's really cool stuff. Um, 
but uh, listeners, do remember uh, that we have a assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Also, uh, don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. Uh, that uh, really matters for uh, future um, people that are able to listen and hear to the show. If you get things out of the show, like we're, like I said, we're going to have some information coming up for you um, pretty soon. Uh, then uh, please leave us a review. Uh, just like I think we've had a few reviews recently. Uh, just did like we really all right. Oh, Stephen, we already mentioned the last episode. Just like Broad Acres Peach did. Um, they said they love to listen while they edit. Uh, great topics, entertaining and honest. Not boring at all. Yay. There we go. Um, loved the episode about contracts. Uh, gave me a lot to reconsider about my contract, uh, Neil. Damn it. Oh, Neil. <laughs> Neil's face just frowned when I said that because he wasn't on that one. See what happens. Uh, See what happens when you get busy. Sorry. I was yep. busy working. Someone's got to work around here. Um, we've got another one from Kunos Fukats. Ooh, I like um, that. The reason I, I say that because it's Q N O F Q N S. I think they just like typed random crap as for their username. Um, it says thanks for being awesome. It says love the show. Listen to the first sixty in a row. Whoa, whoa, come on! That's a lot of time. That's too many episodes wow. to be listening to. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expect. I'm just reading this. I'm not. I haven't pre-read it or anything. Uh, listen to the first sixty in a row, and I have withdrawals between episodes. Nice. Okay. I like that. Uh, I got into the habit of listening every day on the way to work, and it's an hour drive each way. My favorite are the conundrums. Andy and Neil have so much experience between the two of them, and I've learned so many helpful tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. Thank thank you both for all your help. I'm having a real hard time uh, reading today, but thank you sincerely. Like that really means so much to us. It really does. Yeah, I mean, we just read that for the first time, so that's Mm -hmm. but but like makes us feel good. It's like it, this takes time to do. It does. It takes time to do, and especially in October. Like especially in here. October, November. Yeah. So, so like that. Those little feedback things like mean a huge deal to us. To like, mm-hmm. you know, um, to, especially if you're you know getting something out of the show. It's you know, it's a free service. You know, it is. Uh, take take the take free the, education. Yeah, leave some <laughs> stars there, or leave a review. Reviews are better. Stars are okay. Yes, they are. Leave them all if you do though. Mm-hmm. All the stars. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, okay, let's get to our show today. Um, we can approach this in a couple of ways. I think we should go into the questions. And thank you, uh, listeners that are in our Facebook group, which, which I didn't even finish the rest of the thing. Uh, send your questions into info at weddingphotographersunite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. So go to Facebook, type in Wedding Photographers Unite, and we have a, a group there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our main way we're talking with our uh, listeners. And uh we as i've mentioned before on the show neil you and i very rarely have any idea what we're going to talk about before we hit the record button or at least a little bit before no today we had no idea um so this is what happens (laughs) but so we we rely on our listeners for questions topics things you want us to talk about as two working professional photographers and then we just kind of off the cuff talk as it actually is Mm -hmm. sometimes we have a topic planned ahead yeah you know yeah um it depends on depends on what's going on exactly so uh, this time, uh, we have uh, some... We're, I'm just going to kind of work through different things people wanted to talk about. So uh, the, some of these might be quick fire. Some mm-hmm. of these might be... We might take our time to talk a little bit more in depth about them. Right. Uh, James Kelly says, workshops, love them or hate them. What do you think? 
Hate them. Hate them? Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends. Yeah. It depends. I generally hate them, generally, mm. unless it's the right person at the right place at the right, right time. Right. And I'm in the right frame of mind mm. where I feel like there's something I want to learn from this person in particular. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if there's not something that I want to learn from a person in particular, once I think, feel like you get to a certain level... You mm-hmm. kind of know the things that you know, and you're hearing a lot of the same things over again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're newer, sure, workshops are great. I think for your first two, three years to re- or listening to podcasts like this, I think are equally as effective, right? Yep. Because you're taking in the stuff that you need to learn and know as a working professional. Um, but once you get going and i think you've been in it for more than like five six years and you've been active that whole time mm-hmm. right if, you, if you're somebody that just like kind of picked up the camera and but didn't really learn the stuff in the beginning then yeah go to workshops but yeah. if you're newer yeah go to workshops mm-hmm. but once you've been working as a pro for a number of years i think um it's like when it's more specific yes. right do you yeah. agree with that yeah if you, if you need something refreshing need to learn something new yeah of yeah. course but most times you really don't especially when you get to a certain level um, and, and just remember a lot of these people who do workshops, they also have YouTube channels. So it's almost kind of like you can pretty much watch this stuff for free online. Pretty much. Um, and, and don't forget that a lot of these workshops are commercials because they do have sponsors. So they have to pretty much endorse the products uh, of, of their sponsors. So keep that in mind that, you know, they, they are going to push some products on you. Too. Yeah. I think that's a very important point that you meant. Mm-hmm. Um, people that a lot of people that do the workshops, I hate to say it, but what you just said, they have YouTube videos. They've been interviewed on podcasts before that you, you can basically get 90% of what they're going to say. Yeah. If you search it out, unless you just want to watch them in person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless you want to watch them in person or if you think that networking with them is a beneficial thing, some people are really good with that, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and they want to get in the industry and known in a certain kind of way. If you fall into that category, sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's a very select few people that should be doing it or really want <laughs> to do that. I've talked about that on the show before, so I won't get into it again. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, dealing with the, so this one I think could be, a, is a pretty decent topic to talk about. Uh, dealing with difficult light, such as, receptions with tungsten light that conflicts with window light um let's let's talk about this maybe we'll have you start neil because i feel like i've been doing a lot of the talking so far today um but like let's talk about like for a new beginner photographer that doesn't know what this question even means hey dealing with difficult lights such as tungsten and window light why is that a problem what does it mean for newer photographers? What, is, what are they talking about and how do we deal with it? I mean, with tungsten versus window light, you're going to get some color temperature differentiations going on. Uh, some problems with it being too orange, too blue. Uh, so pretty much when you look at a room or, or take a test shot, you, you, you can kind of tell which overpowers the other. Um, and then if, 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 if it's strong tungsten light and it's overpowering the window light, then just set your white balance to tungsten. Well, I don't even want to um, take a step back further though. Yeah, what is, what is tungsten light? What color is tungsten light? Oh, it's a kind nice of warm orange light. Okay. Yeah. And like daylight. And daylight's a, a harsh blue light. I mean, you don't see it. It looks white to us, but, yes. um, it's, it's more of a blue temperature. Yeah. The cameras see it more than our eyes. Yes. Yes, they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, uh, I mean, if, I mean, for me, if this is going beyond the whole beginner, um, I, if, if it's, if it's really difficult, I just tune out all everything and just use my own lights. Yes. So that's, that's kind of like what I do. So yeah. So we've got options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's options. When it's really difficult. I mean, I, I even do it even when it's beautiful now, but, uh, 
but yeah, just so you're talking about overpowering mm-hmm. like the daylight, daylight or the tungsten light, everything. Yeah. yeah. So so let's talk about lighting setups at sure. a reception. Um, there's and, lots of different ways to do it, and there and it's always going to be different. I, I kind of noticed that my my lighting setup is different. It, it, it's all based on the location, yep. and where the dance floor is, and and where I can light set my light stands and everything yep. too. So hundred percent. Um, but no matter what, I always make sure I have backlight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I've, I have four speed lights, so sometimes I put two next to each other or sometimes I put one in every corner of every room. Yep. Uh, sometimes I use two. Do you, let's get specific because, fill. I, because I yeah. always, I always debate every time it is a situational thing. Every time you're in a new reception hall mm-hmm. or sometimes you got harsh light coming in a window Sometimes it's soft light. Sometimes it's a gray sky outside. You know, like there's all, yeah. it's always situational. It's always different. But like in your default, like go to light and reception. I think some photographers, for example, will take a studio strobe and, you know, bounce it. You put an umbrella on it and bounce it off the ceiling and whatever, you know, like overpower all the lights. I mean, studio or, strobes are pretty strong for these receptions I, yes. we, we don't need that much especially power. with the isos we have <laughs> yeah, now. exactly we yeah. don't need that much power but if but you can i mean if, yeah. if you don't want to worry about power uh, yep. or battery power and yep. or refreshment yep. um if you're one of those guys who clicks 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 yep. then then yeah studio strobes would, would be the way to go Definitely. or even if you're using a flash um we can use mm-hmm. a bear flash and mm-hmm. aim it directly at the couple dancing for example yeah yeah um we can use a softbox and in some situations i do use a softbox during reception reception. um but that's specific cases um to do that right and then or we can bounce off the ceiling we can aim it at them do you typically bear flash aim at the couple or what do you mostly do do. yeah or or i um or i just kind of bounce it off it it depends if there's a a nice wall right there you know i just bounce it off that so it it becomes kind of like a soft box right i I really don't pull out the soft boxes just because they kind of look you know intrusive yes um unless i can hide it some somehow um but yeah it's it's mostly you know yeah nothing no modifiers on it yep totally But, but i just you know power down you know power up Mm-hmm. You know, usually my uh, my backlights have it. Well, this is Nikon, so it's like sixteenth power. And then do my you, do you zoom zoom out or zoom in on your like at a reception? No, no. no. Okay, no. I've been playing with the idea of uh, zooming out more and putting that flap thing down since we had that one episode oh, yeah, where yeah. we were talking about that because it it widens the, the overall spread. thing and I'm and it's like. It can kind of eliminate my use of a softbox a lot by doing that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't really played with that enough to to really know. So I was just curious about that. But like, so like I I do use a softbox at a reception often, um, but only when it's not intrusive. Because sometimes there's a situation where like if there's tables all over the place, I'm not gonna have a softbox in the middle of the room obstructing a guest view Mm -hmm. as long as i'm not obstructing a guest view i will use the softbox all the time especially during speeches like so like if this is if there's like a head table and people are speaking at the head table what i usually do is i aim that that softbox directly at the people speaking at the head table and then shoot from the sides because has that directional light yeah because it has like cool awesome directional light Mm -hmm. um and now is that your only light source 
typically okay. um sometimes but sometimes during the speeches probably. during the speeches yeah. yeah during the speeches but usually what i do is i have like a wide my wide body camera has just like a flash on it mm-hmm. um and i usually am bouncing off the wall but depends on the venue though yeah. you know like i'll put stuff off camera as needed you know um uh but but usually and then i'll have my long lens uh, I'll ha- I'll have just like the trigger off of that, and then I put the softbox directly at people. I'm shooting off of the sides, and I love that look because you can, um, you just get like like the light exactly how you'd want it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only problem with that is you kind of have to shoot from the sides because if you shoot directly on, it's just it looks like there's a, it looks a flash right it looks, on your camera. It looks like there's a flash going right yeah. towards them. You yeah. get these shitty shadows on the side, but mm-hmm. but when you have the room, it looks so good. And then especially like shooting through like the glasses at the table like you mm-hmm. know like aiming up at them when you don't see the back it's like i love that look just, just yeah. i guess just just a tip for well it's, it's it's nice that you have a flash on your camera because when you have to shoot the parents their their reactions yes you know, the guests who who laugh at the speech yes you know, it's, it's nice too because you're, you're you're gonna they're pretty much gonna be back that is the problem and their faces aren't gonna yep. be you know lit so you're gonna have to 100 percent. So. so yeah and, and that is so i I have to, I tell my second shooters when I'm doing that, like, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be shooting the speeches as they're giving the speeches, which works great for the the speaker and the couple, um, mm-hmm. but not for anything else. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I always tell my second, I'm like, so, hey, make sure you get reaction shots, mm-hmm. you know, like with your long lens, because that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good, it's a good point. Um, but like, so dealing with difficult light, such as tungsten versus window, I guess the thing is, is like you can overpower at least the window light or, or well, that's well, a little bit tougher with the window light. That's I, I take that back. Um, yeah, because sometimes, you know, receptions are taking place in the evening. Most of them do. Uh, and, and when that sun sets and it's beating right into the room, then yeah. sometimes it's kind of hard to yeah. overpower that. Sometimes, sometimes Unless you have those studio lights. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, you can only do the... I always remind myself of this all the time. Sometimes you just literally are in shitty light conditions where <laughs> tungsten and window are clashing. Yeah. Like, and you have no control. There's nothing you can do. You have to get a shot where people are in facing in a certain direction. So the only thing you can do is expose for the shot as best you can. Yeah. And expose for the highlights. Yep. Yeah. Which means don't overexpose, especially on, on digital cameras, right? Mm-hmm. So like, so un, maybe even underexpose a little bit. That way you can play later. And then do what you can later in post, whether that be making it black and white or sometimes that means, right, yeah. But seriously, though. um, Why is every image black and white? Right. But, and a matter of fact, I'm editing a wedding right now where that was happening. I had like a first, I had a first look and I was just shooting natural light because that was the thing to do. And I Mm -hmm. had, and I always do my first looks with like parents or mom or dad or something like that by a window. I have Mm -hmm. the bride facing the window and dad comes up behind her. Um, that way I've got good light, you mm-hmm. know, and then when he goes over the shoulder to hug, he's in good window light. Cause yep. that's, that's what I want is his reaction for the bride, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, but, so I, I was doing that and there was this tungsten light was all going on inside the room mm-hmm. and b- blue light from the window, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, okay, I'm going to expose for this. And there's no point in me using a flash. Flash is just going to make that worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, so I add more blue light mm-hmm. or even if I did, you know, put a filter over on top of it, um, that if I was shooting orange into that, it's still not going to matter. So I still got the blue light to deal with. And yeah. that's, and yeah. you know, but, and, but it was the best quality of light. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned with the quality of light than the color of light. Right. I can always fix the color later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
but like he comes in and like they the parents were like in this shitty tungsten light you know because it was like the two of them and she was in the good light for certain mm-hmm. shots yeah so i just take like in lightroom i'll just take like um who is the subject you know and i'll circle them that's the subject and i'll make the subject look good and mm-hmm. then if they're in blue light if the subject's in blue light for example um outside of that little circle i'll just make everything slightly bluer yeah you know like yep. you can play with it but it's all about subtleties and it's all knowing this stuff about the light and the mm-hmm. color light whether in shooting or editing sometimes it just is what it is yeah. I, I hate to say it but i feel like that's sometimes the best i mean lightroom is so advanced now that, that you can pretty much fix almost everything yeah but but still still on this one <laughs> especially because, if you're updated yeah right, <laughs> right. Well, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about lightroom in a second <laughs> Um, but with the tungsten is actually a little bit easier, right? Because you can match your flash to tungsten and that's just simply having a color temperature, orange filter on if, your yeah, flash. If you have one. Yeah, yeah. Which you should. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. I know. I know. Sometimes I don't too. I know. I know. But. Or it is in my camera bag. I just don't yeah. forgot about it. Totally. But, but, but no, I think it's easier to match with the window light because flashes are, are already window yes. light way down. Oh, absolutely. So I think it's, e- it's easier to match. Totally. Match with the window but light. I'm saying like it's dark. Reception hall is oh, okay, dark, yeah. and you got crazy tungsten, mm-hmm. and your blue flash against the tungsten, which you know. See, I kind of like that. Where where you get the back is all orange. Yeah, it's not the I end of the world. That. It's not like the end of the world. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, aim for that too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it separates the subject because if you if you white balance for the subject mm-hmm. and they're have like a blue hue initially, right? But then they're warm later. Then everything else goes super warm and super orange in the back. And that's not the end of the world. It actually... They actually used to be like one of my signature looks is that uh, I used to use one of those lull tungsten lights. Yeah. And I used to use that as backlight instead yeah. of a flash. Yeah. Just give that nice warm yeah. glow as, as a backlight. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my thing for a while. Yeah. Until my battery ran out and yeah. I just never got to one. <laughs> uh, uh, Neil. Yeah. How often should you increase your pricing during your first years of business? Ooh, Thanks, Alexandra. Oh, oh, um, depends on how busy you are. You know, if if if, if you're if if you're booking a lot, then yeah, definitely definitely increase, increase, increase. Yeah, increase until you're comfortable with your workflow. Yeah, you know, if if you notice that you're booking, you know, especially in your first years, like thirty weddings, then yeah, you you should increase them. Yes. I yeah. think um, I think the first year build up a portfolio. Yeah, get all the weddings you can. Build up a portfolio. Correct. And then once you start booking and you're going to start doing more than you can handle, start increasing your prices. Yeah, yeah. If, um, if you're booking a, like a lot, then you know that you're priced low. Yes, that's I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but my method to pricing is pick the number of weddings you want to shoot a year, mm-hmm. decide what what it costs, what how much you want to make. Think of what your cost of doing business. Know that, know that first. And then when you know that when you're starting to book more than that you can handle, then you can rate, increase your prices Mm -hmm. because it's your price is partially based on demand and don't think that it isn't. It is. If, if, if I was booking, um, you know, I'm in a comfortable price point where I'm at right now. If I was booking more than that, or if I knew that all these things were going to, you know, then I would, you'd be a fool to not raise your prices. But but for me, I scientifically only raise my prices when I'm booking more than I than I can handle. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I look at last year and I say, I have more this year than last year. And if I don't, you know what I do? I don't pay attention to what other photographers are charging and I leave my prices where they are because I want to, I want to book the number of weddings that I want to book. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to anybody else. Don't yeah. listen to anybody else. Don't look at other people's prices. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know you want to. And I know other photographers are doing t- it right now. I know other, I know, <laughs> I know other photographers are telling you, you know what you should be charging in your area because they want you to be where they are. But like, sorry, like I want to book the number of weddings that I want to book. And that's my scientific method to it. Mm-hmm. And it works for me. Yeah. Never had a problem with it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I don't know, Megan. Uh, we kind of already talked about workshops. So yeah, she yeah, says, uh, how do you find out about them? What are the best sites? I think just pay attention to the industry. Yeah. Follow the people you want to follow. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a, a better answer for that. I'm sorry. Because I don't really do that myself. Do you? No. No. Um, I think just get in the groups of people that you like to like to follow and uh pay, and pay the best attention you can but but i don't uh you know be a, be an active member of wppi be an active member of the different associations mm-hmm. and you find out about them yeah, that way they're all there mm-hmm. and they've been there depends on who you like seek out the people you like who do you want to learn from mm-hmm. those are the people to follow and as they come up you'll find out about them then uh calem Hi, Caleb. Uh, rituals on the morning of the weddings. Ooh. Mm. Uh, do you have the same routine in the morning? Yes, I do every single time. Um, yeah, definitely. And the night not, before. Not even, yeah, I was, I was just going to say maybe I start thinking about the wedding about two days before. And then mm-hmm. the day of, that's, that's my day of relaxation. You know, I just kind of relax the day before just to mm-hmm. get myself mentally prepared of mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then same ritual every time. Make sure all, all the gear, like all the gear, everything. Um day before and do it the day before you taught yeah. me that on this yeah. podcast yeah. a couple of years ago make sure your clothes are ironed or cleaned ready to go yes. day before as well yes you know last thing you want to do with the morning of is rushing around getting everything you yes. just want to wake up and relax and go and it, it, you feel so much more comfortable for some from somebody who before neil you mentioned this on the podcast mm-hmm. like when we first started it and i was like yeah why do i do that to myself <laughs> You know, like, like I'd be rushing around in the morning. I would never feel comfortable the night before. Yeah. And now it's like, it's amazing when you go to, when you go to sleep the night before a wedding and just know, oh, all I have to do is pick up my bag and go. That's it. Great. Yeah. So much easier. So much more, so much better. I'll be doing that tonight before my wedding tomorrow. You know, I've always had my socks laid laid out, shoes cleaned, everything. Like everything's just sitting there just waiting for me. You know, it's, it's a, it's a good feeling just to to wake up and go. yeah so much better than putting yeah. yourself through that stress and make sure everything works exactly the way you want it to all your batteries are charged do a test shot do it mm-hmm. test your lights make yep. sure that uh you've got backups of everything um your 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 list of of events every everything is in your notes uh, whether if it's in your phone or on paper make sure all, you have all the addresses correct make sure you punch in those addresses in and they actually show up in the gps or whatever yes, you're using exactly because you don't want to type you know p- punch in the address and it just not show up and then you have to make some last minute phone calls or whatever but uh but yeah just make sure you're completely organized day before yes so that morning of you can just relax mm-hmm. uh hmm. we've kind of talked about this before uh but let's let's do a quick fire version of okay. this uh, pros and cons of doing bridal expos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I've never done one before. I, I oh I I have done one. Yes, recently. Well, two years, year, year ago, year and a half ago. No, two years, two years ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, two years ago. Did, yeah. Were there any pros? Did that end up being any pros? You know, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's tough to say. It is. It yeah. depends on your business. Yeah. You know, if you have multiple photographers that, that you want to book out, if that's the kind of business you're running, then yeah, uh, bridal expos are, are, of course, beneficial. And and if and you're if you're willing to take a hit on your pricing yeah. and offer discounts on that day of, right. um, yeah. But if you're gonna fill the dates anyway, <sighs> if your date if you've if you're gonna fill the dates anyway, mm-hmm. you're doing well enough. Then you don't. I don't think you need to go. But, but this know? this was at the time where we, my wife she was starting yes. to book her own weddings, and that's why we did it. Yes. and we actually did book some Sunday and Friday weddings where yep. no weddings we normally wouldn't have booked. Mm-hmm. So, but it was just kind of a bonus. I think we ended up booking like three, which is great for you know a husband and wife team. Right. Um, but like I said, that was just it was all bonus work. But yes. yeah, I'll I'll never. I mean. I hate to say never, but I'll never yeah. do one again. So I would possibly do. There's one in our area that's like a boutique bridal show, and I would consider doing that one just to do it mm-hmm. um, because it's not. It doesn't have the craziness of these other ones, mm-hmm. um, and they they limit like the number of vendors from each section. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense to me. Um, yeah. I would consider doing that, but I haven't needed to. You know, so it's just like it's extra expenses. You, know? you have to get get all these prints ready and yeah, you know, fancy booth. Yeah, or Absolutely. Do it yourself, booth, and or whatever. It's the, just extra time. Here's when I would do it. Here's when I would do it. If you are moving to another city, mm-hmm. if I was relocating my business, I would I would go to the new city, I would slash my prices, and I would book a whole yeah. bunch of weddings, yeah. and then have a network of people to pull from as mm-hmm. I raise my prices yeah, back up to what idea. they are. Yeah. That, that, that is the time that I would do a bridal expo. Mm-hmm never have needed to though so far so that's but i some people some people's business it works great for them so keep on keeping on so know? i guess that would kind of work if you're just getting into this yes right? yeah if you're new sure yeah sure if i mean if, it's the same thing as relocating matter of so fact it's yeah. just getting in there yeah my former intern stephanie okay um she is doing she's been doing some of those bridal shows mm-hmm and you know she's priced lower because she's starting out and everything like that yeah and she's done very well for herself i'm like super proud of her maybe she's listening right now stephanie i love you i'm so proud of you i'm seriously so proud of you um she actually is like at like 17 weddings for next year oh very nice like at her price point yeah you know but that's partially from doing what she's doing some Mm -hmm. networking getting out at um at these bridal shows and i you know i told her i'm like you're probably going to be at 25 30 yeah next year yeah. Um, at her price point and then when she starts doing those weddings and mm-hmm. she can start you know raising up a little and bit then she'll get she the goes. workflow saying okay you know 25 I, c- I can do this every year yes and then therefore she'll she'll set her pricing accordingly yes. uh but if 25 30 is too much then you know yeah and she just like quit not. her job and everything like that too yeah. so like it's well good, good for her that's a great time to uh book yeah. book that many weddings exactly when you quit your job yeah and i because she was doing you know the day job and she was at the point where i knew she would start booking more and i kind of was like hey you know like the amount of money that you're making at this part-time job mm-hmm. you know you book one or two weddings and it's going to pay for itself right but now i guess um she's uh you know it's different when you are working from home you know as mm-hmm. opposed to having somewhere to go every day so yeah. she's falling into a little <laughs> bit of that so a little um, bit of a culture shock. Yeah, a bit. exactly. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, if, uh, again, let's, let's take it with really quick fire. Um, uh, so, how do you shoot indoor family portraits, lenses, lighting, placement, etc.? What do you, what's your what's your go to version to shoot family portraits? Now I've been doing a fifty millimeter lot mm-hmm. uh, with with lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It depends on, on, on the amount of room I have to work with. I yes. Guess. Sometimes I go to my 7200 to give that uh, yes. shallow depth feel. But, uh, but usually I go for my 50 um, just because, you know, it's fast. Yeah. If you're in a church, you need to get them done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I typically am shooting with like a 35 or 50 because uh, that's the amount of room I have to work with unless I'm in a long church, which sometimes is great to do that because anytime you can shoot longer, I try to because it always looks better when you compress. Yeah. Um, yep. But sometimes you're just not able to. Mm-hmm. But when you can compress, that's great because then people get out of the aisle too. Yeah. Get the hell out of the aisle. I'm taking photos. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You got to move. You got to go. You got to move <laughs> well, from the right and left. You know what I know? do is when, when like, people come back, I, 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 I kind of block off the area and, yeah. and I just ask everybody to sit in the, in, in the rows like four, three, like, three or four, three back. Or four yep, back. So, yeah. so I, don't, yep. and I, I just explain so I don't get the back of your heads in, yes. in, in, in the shot. Yeah. And, and then that, you have to constantly keep reminding people, sorry, you yeah. know, can you, can I ask you to move over a few feet? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Can you please? Yeah. Because they're yep. always wondering. Yep. All the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. And then lighting, um, I used to just use like, my flash bounce it off, but then churches are, are really tall and dark. Yep. Um, but uh, then uh, I, I start using a, um, a modifier, which is a, um, a soft box. Yes. And then recently I started adding, I just start, I just start getting, you know, more creative with it is uh, then I, then I started uh, using backlight too. Yeah. So now my family shots are, are, are pretty darn cool, cool looking. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Why not put the two on? Why not? Man? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and, and they, uh, so, so you have that nice soft light. And then the backlight is just, uh, I don't have any modifiers. Yeah, on just it. like yeah. a little hair light. Yeah. Um, and, and set it to the same power as your as your main flash, too. Hmm. A little tip for you. Uh, yes. So I just do long lines. And, and my thing, my setup at a reception, has, like, or at a ceremony, when I'm doing family photos, is I do an umbrella because an umbrella is like a light grenade. You get the most light out of it. It goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, you're going to have more even lighting. Will the, will the softbox look better? Yes, it will. Will the softbox look better? with a thing in the back yes it will but if you want to get it done you want you want light on there just throw throw an umbrella on you got light everywhere yep lights everywhere goes everywhere just bang all over the place and then you have even lighting yeah um so but but it you know it's not as directional as a softbox would be do you have a big softbox on yeah yeah um okay five foot i think yeah yeah it's, it's a it's a big one yeah yeah i don't yeah um okay so uh reception light we just talked about it mm-hmm. here's the last quick fire uh and uh another idea submitting photos for competitions do you recommend doing free submissions paid submissions and what competitions have you submitted to before um i'm gonna go first i've only done one that wppi one a few years ago only time i ever did it and it was okay (laughs) (laughs) that's as much as i can say about it It was okay positive negatives um and what do you think of the pricing because they, they do get expensive. Yeah, it gets very it expensive. And really some people does. say that it's pay to play, which it kind mm-hmm. of is mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they need to make money and they need to, you know, pay the people that are doing it. Yep. Um, we, and we're not going to get into the details of this, but Neil and I had a somewhat <laughs> negative, Yeah, we didn't. you know, experience kind of with that. And I actually went but, after that too. Yeah. Well, I can't, we can't talk about that. No, 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 I, no I we're did, not going to. I did no. kind of go after it yep. and got answers. Yes. Um, so, uh, but it depends on, you know, the specifics of the organizers that particular year and how they're running the show. Um, so just make sure that it's people you trust, people you like. Um, and, and yeah, (laughs) that's the best that I can, that's the best that I can say. Um, I don't know how much does it actually do for your business? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I'm not really prepared to answer this question right now because I can really I can really get into this. I know. 
It would be um, a long answer if we did. But, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say that <clears throat> I used to compete a lot. And that was for my personal that was for personal goals for me. Yes. And, and yeah, I, I did use it to my advantage of, of marketing and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, which, which, you know, did definitely helps. Um, but I don't do them anymore. Yeah. Those days are done. Yeah. And I think that it's, uh, it's good to get feedback initially, which by the way, mm-hmm. um, as soon as wedding season dies down, we'll make an announcement again. We'll do another, uh, critique episode though. I thought that was awesome oh, last yeah. year. Um, yeah, it was. I think, I think more important than anything else is getting critique from other photographers who are mm-hmm. going to give you honest feedback about your work. Uh, I think that's more beneficial. So, Hey, you can do it for free through our show. How yeah, about that? And we were hundred um, percent honest too. Yeah. And we're, we'll tell you straight, yeah. uh, you know, what it is, the way yeah, that, that was you know. fun. That's it's been one almost a year now, right? <clears throat> yeah. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back. I think it's like episode 51 or 50 or somewhere yeah, in there. So we're on 71. So um, yeah, it's been a while. So we should do one like every 20, 25 yeah. episodes. I think, I think this January, February, when things slow down, we'll announce it and we'll, we'll talk about it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Really quick, um, we got to end in like five minutes here. I'm um, yep, just, yep. I, I got to go play piano. <laughs> I got to go to a wedding so I can play piano. Um, uh, really quick, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, the first thing is there's an A7R3. Uh, it looks kind of like what we want or what we yes, talked about. Yeah. And there's like no hype around no. this thing. No. Like nothing at all. No. There, there's more, a lot more hype around the A- 850 than Nikon. And the A9 as well. Only because Nikon pretty much, you know, hired every single male photographer out there to, to endorse that baby yeah but anyways um yeah this i mean if 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 this had a nikon logo on it i would buy it it would it would be on my hands you know it's, it's pretty much what i would say yeah yeah so i'm confused myself because like, i thought this, this, was, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah, one yeah. because because remember we talked about with the a9 i was like yes i would be totally in if it just cost less mm-hmm and now here it pretty much is. I'm not gonna lie, it is in my shopping cart. Yeah, But but then I I have to update <clears throat> because there's so many megapixels in this thing. Yeah, I have to update my memory cards, and that's like almost. I would have to buy about a thousand dollars worth of memory cards. Right. So that's my, so I I'm it's <laughs> when I saw this I'm like okay I'm considering the idea of because the Fuji for me has just been a play test mirrorless mm-hmm. camera for me mm-hmm. like maybe i'll sell the fuji and put you know whatever i get out of that um you know i bought it all for more than two i think it was like 25 with the lens or something so if i sell it for two you know, if i lose a few hundred bucks on it yeah maybe i'll uh you know put that towards this i mean there's enough hype um, around fuji right now as to where it will it will definitely sell yeah um so and because i only wanted to test anyway and this seems more like what i was interested in and mm-hmm. and there are those limitations of the fuji that i kind of mentioned I, i'm not don't have time to get into it now but um but yeah, so body super only interested for this is i'm super 30, interested is 3200 mm-hmm. currently yep as of uh november 3rd 2017 um 31.98 on bnh but that doesn't include anything that's just body and only. this is just pre-order right now right pre-order mm-hmm. yep if, if you want i think uh 24 to 70 it, it bumps it up to almost 5,000, 44 9 something like that but then you have to like i said you have to get the memory cards which yes which you can't it's use true. Because yeah. there's so many megapixels. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, use 32s really and 64s many? right no, now, and so you would need to. I need to upgrade all the 128s 128. and 64s. Yeah, yeah. which that's five hundred dollars for two because this has dual card slots. Right. Um, which is good. That's good. That it's has very dual SDs. Thing. Yeah, it's a very good thing. Yep. Yeah. But there's so. I mean, this thing is like a walking computer almost, and I see a lot more videographers walking around with these Sony's, which right. is kind of cool. But yep. so I can you know play with theirs when, yes. when they're not. 
during cocktail hour. Uh, real quick, uh, Neil, something happens in the world of Adobe Lightroom. <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you didn't fill me in because <laughs> he I'm, didn't know about it though. Neil had I'm, no idea. I'm, why, I'm, why didn't you know? Cause I've been signed out for the last two years. He, he wasn't signed into Adobe creative cloud. So, so I have, I have a version from 2015. I didn't even know about it. Neil hasn't been updating his, uh, you know, when, when things just work, like why yeah, even mess around? I, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So, but now I think it actually is time. It's time to upgrade because, yeah. um, so here's, well, I mean, should I, should I upgrade? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay, because, so all the kinks have been worked out. Yes, um, but here's the here's with, with hesitation. so so yeah. I'll just give it in a nutshell. If 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 you haven't heard, and apparently not everybody has. Um, I mean, so, I still have a lot of post work to do. So yes. don't set me back. Like, no two months here. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so the thing is, so there's two versions of Lightroom now. There's the version that you know, the Adobe you know Lightroom 2015. <laughs> uh, that basically is so now. This is comedy. You know, yes. this is comedy, folks. <laughs> yes. But so so this is rebranded to Adobe Lightroom Classic CC. Okay. And they actually have updated it very well. So it's like it actually legitimately is way faster. Like in a lot of the the like nut, nuts and bolts mechanics things of it that we do. So mm-hmm. anytime we can be saving time, like all the complaints, like I remember filling out for things like Adobe said, "Hey, where can we improve?" And they were like, "Hey, we." I was like, "Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this." A lot of a lot of those things. They have sped up a lot of the things in this update. Okay. It's about damn time. Thank you, Adobe, for finally getting your asses off the ground and doing that. However, um, there's another version of Lightroom called Adobe Lightroom Creative Cloud. Yes, that's right. There's an Adobe Lightroom Classic Creative Cloud, and there's an Adobe Lightroom Creative Cloud. And everything is uh, goes up uh, in the cloud when you're editing an Adobe Lightroom Creative Cloud. Mm. Um, nobody really asked for it, um, but there we go. There we go. We have it. It exists. Do you use um, it? No. Um, and it also looks like there's features missing, and it's just basically like um, it's not bad, apparently, from what people have said. But like, um, I haven't even wrapped my head around how to use that yet. As far as like where, like, if I was going to edit with RAWs, do those? Do I have to upload those RAWs to the cloud? Like, I. I haven't done my research on it yet. Um, mm. Actually, listeners, if you have and you have a good link that you can throw us our way, maybe on the show notes for this this episode, that'd be awesome if you could post it in there because I just need to kind of wrap my head around the difference between my two two, but I between those two two. But I just wanted to at least make the announcement. If you haven't heard, that's happening now. Um, but I'm curious, like like if I did continue to have come back with thousands of photos with a raw catalog, do what do you what do you do? Do I upload all those raws? Do I keep them on there and then? And then maybe maybe what it is, maybe this is what it is, maybe the smart catalog, um, the smart previews and that kind of thing goes into the cloud. That's and then your RAWs. Yeah. So yeah. if you know about that, can you actually let me know? I don't have time in my life. Please, please. <laughs> to Google normally, normally I'm helping you guys out with information. <laughs> can you help me out with information and let me know on that? I would appreciate that. Just leave a comment in the show notes on, in the Facebook group. Um, uh, I, that's that's got to be it because it's uh, – I'm going to go – yeah. Go time for you to go yeah go play yeah yeah Watch, yeah i want to go to this one watch <laughs> yeah it's, it's over at canisius you're feel free to feel free um ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening in uh we appreciate you and uh neil thanks yes. for thanks for uh being here today well thank you thank you for having me it was, it was nice to be a guest again yeah <laughs> Um, no, no, good to be back. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll try not to let that happen. No, no it, and it happens. And I'm, but what's cool about the show now is like you know that one time both you and I couldn't do it. We had Jimmy and James fill in that one time. Yeah, is that yeah. we I can still haven't listened we to can that make things happen. either? Yeah, I have a lot of episodes to listen to. I yeah. have two episodes the, of the contract uh, one. 
I, honestly, it was a. I was really happy with how that came out. Like mm-hmm. I think uh, Jimmy and I in the beginning, you know, we're doing this kind of thing, and I mm-hmm. think sometimes our our shows honestly are slow to start when we're talking about what we've been up to lately. Mm-hmm. But once we got into the content of it, I feel like that was like super informative to like people that are newer starting out with contracts, and yeah. not only that, but just some things that that Jimmy led on to me with his contract that I kind of was like, oh, I should add this and some of the things that vice versa. So mm-hmm. a really great episode if you're interested in the contracts of it all. Um, uh, so, Neil, thank you. And uh, where can people find you? NeilUrban.com, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. And you can find me on all those social media pages uh, after that. I mostly saw social on Facebook the most. And my name is Andy Buscemi. You can find me by Googling my name. Uh, my last name is spelled Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Um, and you can uh, find me that way. Find me on Facebook. Say hi in the, in the Facebook group. And uh, and thanks for listening. And uh, we will catch you next time. Uh, I don't even know what this title of the episode will be. Sometimes I know, but this time I don't know. Yeah, I always, always like to... Episode 71. Find out. You always surprise us. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure something out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and everybody. We'll catch you next time. Okay, bye. Wedding photographers. Invite.